This is a test of the Bounty Park Alert System. Hello and welcome to the Latics Football Forning with me, Matt Dean. Where is he? See how it, the, the intro went really smooth then because Dave's not here annoying me, putting me off. But he is. He is here. Whoa. Dave, Dave Rashid, have you moved to Turkey and married a Turkish waiter already? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm this. Like Deirdre. Could you have found somewhere a bit darker, Dave? Um, sorry, guys. Uh, just one <laughs> second. Listen, there's no point being sexy, Dave, if nobody can see how sexy you are. You've got a suntan now and everything. <laughs> it's just everyone... so loud. It's just so loud. It's just well, so don't, loud. Don't, don't go back into the disco. I'm not going to go back into the disco. What if I just lay on the pier like, like this? Well, that's nice. Like that. That's nice. That bit of lighting on the side of your face, then that was good, Dave. No, oh, look at that. Sexy Dave. Sexy uh, Dave, by the way. <laughs> good evening, James, also. Good evening, or good day to Chris in Melbourne. I, I like people watching from around the world. Uh, I was watching Newcastle, but the wife cried as she watched you guys. All right, yeah. I see, yeah. Well, that's fair enough. Dave's made more than one wife cry over the years, haven't you? Not necessarily, uh, I have, not necessarily your own. Uh, no, plenty of times. She cries every day. Every day. Is she having a holiday from crying, though? Are you having a good time, Dave? Well, she's crying now because I've had to leave her with about eight children. Mm. Uh, not mine, by the way. And uh, my fellow waiter's children, uh, uh, Samir Rashid, uh, who I've married. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always joking. No, I just thought I'd put a bit of a... Bit of a Turkish twang on the name to get rid of the sexy for the because you're not allowed to say sexy in uh, Turkey. You're not allowed to say it because it can be quite offensive. Right. Um, well, I do have a serious question here from Martin Barlow, Dave. Uh, just while yeah. we're on the subject of you know what serious stuff. And yeah. It is uh, how is the Turkish beef paste? Uh, there is there is a beef pate, but it's nowhere near a paste. Right. But you have explored the uh, you've explored it since you've been there, have you? <laughs> Yeah, I've had, I've had bread, chips, and beef pate. That's about it. My <laughs> my palate, my palate of uh, beef is nowhere near the level. Uh, no, to be fair, the food over here is amazing. In my five star slash six star, uh, uh, just buy me a coffee, funded. Um, <laughs> well, can uh, I? All inclusive. Oh, oh, while yeah. you while you struggle to find your words because you've got too much tequila <laughs> going through your veins, uh, I'll tell you what wasn't five star uh, 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 yesterday, um, or all inclusive in terms of any kind of ability or talent, and that was the football match. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you mm. watched mm. it online at all, Dave, but it was yeah, absolutely I, 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 bloody awful. It so was. Think, it was turd. It, it yeah. was turd. It was yeah. the worst performance I've ever seen. Mark Shelton couldn't catch for. Bloody Antalya support. Never mind bloody old athletic because uh, I caught a bit of football over here and I was there with some Turkish guys and Samir, my uh, new husband. Mm. And uh, they, he said, he is the, they are the worst team I've ever seen. It's the, they're worse than 
Besiktas. But I was like, well, obviously, because Besiktas are in the Super League of football. But they were like, they were all laughing at how bad it was. Yeah, we couldn't pass a turd last night, could we? It was so bad. So bad. Definitely right. Not. Let's um, let's bring a caller in, shall we? Uh, let's bring uh, a, a, a less frequent caller. So we'll bring Tom in. <laughs> Hi, Hello. Tom. Mm. You all right, Hello. mate? You all right, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. Hi, Dave. <laughs> Hello, mate. Uh, we've, we've, yeah. we've, it's been a funny week, Tom, because it started off on Saturday with the the, the joy and jubilation of, uh, of, of Rochdale away. Oh, everything that was good, I mean, you know, we conceded three goals, but it was a great game, great atmosphere, blah, blah, blah. And then on to Tuesday. So what's what's your experience been over the last few days? Well, I was there on Saturday with my dad. Uh, I tell you, I've never seen a derby so... Well, so much added time, so much trouble and uh, so much drama through the whole game. I mean, we go two up, we concede two, and then we go two more up and then we concede another one. Then there's 16 minutes and... The football overall was a, 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 a miles better in po- uh, performance in, as of late on Saturday, despite conceding three goals. Um, I thought the performance overall was really good. I thought Lundstrom absolutely works his socks off for the entire 90 minutes. I don't know. And McGa- I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to like that McGahee at the at the pivot, kind of, giving the midfield a bit more freedom. And then on two, and then last night, it just seemed to just be a different team. It just it just dissolved. Did you watch it last night, or did you go? <laughs> I watched uh, the first half and got really frustrated. We and my dad watched it the first half on the on the uh, on the, on the streaming, and we got that frustrated. It was that poor. I mean, that second goal was just uh, you, you don't even see that at Sunday League. There was that that lad who, who, who Hallam Hope was chasing. He went down the wing, and every defender was ball watching. You watch the video back. Every defender ball watches. Not one of them yeah. looks on the shoulders to see where the attacker is. It's Oh, schoolboy stuff. We've got a message here from Dave Holt. Last night's performance can be put in the current Hall of Shame along with Harrogate, Altrincham, Southend and two Bromleys. It, it it, was. It was, and you know, the boos were audible at half-time and it was totally understandable because it was absolutely turgid. Yeah. Being like, it, I, t- I, I turned it back on for the last 10 minutes. I'm, I'm clearly gloating for punishment and uh, they scored a third and it was just, I know I understand we had 10 men and Whatever. I'm not backing them. I'm not trying to reinforce like why they were so bad. I, I understand they were, must have been shattered from Saturday. I mean, 100 minutes of football cannot be. I'm not backing it, but I'm saying yeah. it's unforgivable that performance last night. I think it's unforgivable. I'm not saying that's not me backing up saying giving them a bit of a freedom on that. They should they should be fit and they should be ready. But that was absolutely that. I mean, they were bottom of the league and we played worse uh, than bottom of the league. That no, no, I just want to jump in here, but the. The bottom of the league, it's a derby still in some rest- in some ways for the foul fans. They think it's the biggest game of the season. We were absolutely pawny last night. We were so bad. Yeah. Like every time I- I've said it, I've said it once. I'll say it again. Will Sutton is not a right back, and if it was Jordan Clark in that position, he'd be absolutely lambasted. But for some reason, everyone goes, "Oh, he's not a right back. He's a centre back." Yeah. Why? That, why? Are yeah. Why are they playing him? He's on poor. that pot, on that, poor, yeah, on that poor, day, poor, poor, poor. I, I get that, I get that. Jordan Clark was a senior professional, right? He'd, he'd been played at high level, etc. If we start turning our back on and, and booing and getting and giving sticks I'm to not, someone like was a young lad, so I don't, I, I, he's not, he's been on out to dry. There's no doubt about that. He's not. Now, last night, this is where this is where my major frustration. I stood with my brother and we were talking about this. 
when we went 2-0 down, we started the game terribly. We went 2-0 down. The one cleared off the line. We were getting bookings for because we were getting frustrated, right, from um, P- um, the captain and um, Green uh, got booked as well. What what the manager, Mickey Mellon, all right, he's only been in the job for, you know, a week, but he could see what was going on. We were we were really struggling. He needed to change it. He needed some, Norwood needed somebody up front with him. We were two goals down. For me, we should have gone through. He should have brought Shelton off because even after half an hour, because he was having a nightmare, wasn't wasn't having any impact on the game. And he should have brought. He should have gone three. About three five two is what he should have set up. There, we like we're, we need goals. Let's just go for it. Then he, we, Hogan got sent off. What did he do? He brought Hallam Hope off. Put Josh Lundstrom on the right hand side of midfield. Completely making him completely ineffective. Kept Shelton on the on the pitch. Now, the other substitution made was he brought Tollett on. Uh, completely ineffective. Now I've got. I don't like singling out players, but both Tollett and Shelton shit out of tackles in midfield last night, and that against file played. They probably played last night as well as they played all last season because they got promoted last season, and they pro- they probably played like that every week. Now last night was their cup final. Latics and that big crowd and all that kind of stuff, and they were well up for it. And our lot were just not at it at all and they didn't show up and they didn't win their battles and 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 they were an embarrassment to the shirt last night and what they re- what what they what they showed us were that they are not the characters and the men that 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 can handle being in, in the biggest club in the division that's what they showed us last night they've showed it us against uh Dagenham and Redbridge and Maidenhead and all these other teams who have won the personal battles and and that is not good enough and 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 so we've had this is on our third manager of the season now it's on the players they've got to come out against all sugar on saturday and show us that they're not a bunch of shit houses because on tuesday night they were a bunch of shit houses yeah 100 agree and but, 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 but the thing is like you saw melon after the game he was absolutely broken weren't he? He, he i think he was absolutely in disbelief of what he saw and I think that's the challenge he's got as a as a manager of Old Athletic. That we, we put all that passion, pride, and performance into Rochdale, and then we did, we completely the, the scales just completely imbalanced, and we implored against someone at the bottom of the league, as Tom just said. Uh, he, he, where have we seen that, so, Dave? Where have we seen that look on his face before? Uh, Unsworth, Sheridan, <laughs> every, everywhere, everywhere, they've seen it. But the problem yeah. is. He must look at it now and say he's got a three-year deal now. Unsworth didn't have the year to sort it out, and I'm going to leave. I'm going to have to go in a minute, but I'm going to leave it with this point: the midfield has to be sorted, and a right back has to be sorted. It's as simple as that. It, 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 it's as simple as that. And if and, and also play two up front for goodness' sake, it's not bloody hard, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's. You know, going to four one four one away from home against the bottom of the league, you can't have one up front against the bottom of the league because it, it it's just criminal. Yeah, you know, it, it it is, and uh, it's it's shocking. It, it it is shocking, but I'm I'm sure Mellon may have the may have the answers in in the coming weeks. But we need to get it sorted rapid. We need signings. We need them now, and we need the board to back Mellon. And that's it. Simple as that. Do you agree, Tom? Yeah. Um... I mean, it started off with Unsworth playing one up top against with it Chesterfield and then Dorking and then having three strikes on the bench. That's unforgivable. Against against teams what you should be beating no matter what, like Dorking, why we played one striker and had three on the bench, it baffles me to the day. I know wasn't I know he's not a superb manager, but 
I think even a kid would be able to notice that two strikers and two on the bench to change the game would be the more beneficial than one and three on the bench. And then the last few games, as good as Norwood is as, as a calibre of a player, he's not a solo striker. And the wing and our wingers aren't clever enough to support him in the little one-two give-and-goes because they're not. And Devine Green, OK, he had a good game on Saturday, but he's been terrible as of late. I mean, he wasn't interested last night. I mean, none of the players were interested last night, but... I mean, a couple of the Tuesday night games that have been recently where we've drawn. Devon Green just got no, no, in, no interest in the game. He, he gets, he gets lost and disappears. And I'm thinking, he's a player. I mean, was it against Dagenham when their left back was slow as a pig in shit? And Devon could have absolutely gone past him every time. And he was coming inside towards Nord. I'm thinking, you've got him for pace every time. And okay, his his delivery of the cross isn't isn't great, but. You know, six cross, six crosses. One of them is going to be bound to be good at a professional level. I'm not being silly there, am I? Well, look, last night, like I've already mentioned, a very strange decision. Yeah, he brought he brought um, he brought um, Hope off and brought McGay on, and then he put Lundstrom out on the right hand side. Green then played on the left. He was playing sort of on the side where we were stood. And he's got no left foot for a delivery. So, like, he's got him there on the left-hand side. He can't put a ball in with his left foot. Uh, Kitchen, you know, wasn't getting up and down as much as as, as you'd like last night. His decision-making off the bench. Now, you could say that, well, he's not been in the job very long. He doesn't know the players that well. Surely he's been spending hours and hours and hours watching game after game after game and getting a, an understanding of the players, you would have thought. Can, can I just say, Green can't put a ball in at the best of times with his right foot. Can he yeah. really? Let's have it right. Well, I mean, you know, I mean he's look, he's he he, he scores some goals I, for us. He's got he's got some strengths, but he, we've we've said it before, he's not gonna give you his A game every game, is it? And 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 again last night it was just you know, we we, we are lacking um in, in various positions. Right, Dave, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick you out. You going you're gonna enjoy that time with that new Turkish waiter that you've that you've uh, <laughs> that you've met and uh have have a good time, yeah. You're come back me out. Make sure you come back. Out. I thought you said you were going. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Right, right. Is, is, is Paddy Arwood on the call? Is he, is no, he he's not, no, no, he's not. Oh, never mind. Right, okay. Another day, right, another time. for another time. Bye. See bye you, Dev. Thanks, mate. Enjoy your holiday. Come back to me safe, bye, won't you? I will always and forever. Right. Bye. bye. Bye, love. Bye. Bye, Dave. <laughs> right, okay. Let's bring in... Um, someone's, oh, yeah, okay. Let's bring um, Adrian in, in Shropshire. All right, Adrian. How are you doing, Matt? Good. Before we start, I just before we start this bit, I just want to say, um, uh, where is it? The presenter yeah, from Paul Marsh. Yeah. The presenters uh, keep saying that we are uh, hard to score against. Can we put this to bed now? When was our last clean sheet? I think it, the last couple of games we've conceded six goals, so we've gone from having what looked like a fairly solid foundation where we were we were conceding the odd goal, but we weren't conceding <clears> many. That does over the last couple of games seem to have gone to pot, doesn't it? We seem to have lost our composure at the back. Uh, what what was it that you uh, wanted to say, Adrian? Yeah, I've got a couple of things, Matt. Uh, it's not necessarily about the football, unfortunately. It's it's more kind of off off the pitch issues. Uh, one's not that important. The other one, I think, is really important. Um, I went to the Rochdale game. Absolutely loved it. Frenetic. But I, I absolutely loved it. Fantastic atmosphere. Loved the game. Uh, but unfortunately, I'll, I'll come on to this in a minute. I, I was at the end of the pitch where the, the real serious stuff went on. Um, uh, you know, the, the you know, the, you know, the on the pitch, the fighting and stuff. And I'll come on to that in a minute. But uh, I, I tried to, first thing, I tried to listen to the game last night. I tried to get on the Latics player. I've said this before. And um, 
it, that was so frustrating because I mean, it'd be easier to kind of tune into into the home service in Nazi-occupied Germany uh, on a wireless radio than it is to get on that explain. You know, it's just get a hiss. It's just so frustrating, and and the commentary is it's woeful. It really is, and I think they're coming to do something about it. I mean, the, we're never on the BBC, so I subscribe to that, listen to it, but. I just try and listen to the feed coming from the people who are sitting next to to Roy and the other guy. I mean, he's a club, he's a he's a, he's a kind of like um, club treasure, but it's just woeful, and they've got to do something about it. Only got into I the game. I tell you what, Adrian, it, it, when it, I, what I enjoy more when I'm listening to the latest commentary or commentary of latest is when the commentators are a bit more sort of impartial, or they're looking at it, they're looking at that yeah. game in sort of in isolation. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, and, you know, and so and, and sometimes you listen to the away commentary and you get a, yeah. you get a better yeah. sort of perspective yeah, on, get, on the performance. Sometimes, I will, I will back. Just sorry, Edge. What well, in the defence of the guys that do it? You know, they, you know, was it Alan who did the commentary last night? You know, I don't know. He's a guy who does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm not knocking them. Man. They do a good job, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, just yeah, not yeah. the qualities. It's just not. You know. It's just frustrating, and you don't get no hard, sense of how the game's hard, going. It's a hard job. I mean, it is a hard job doing commentary. Yeah. It's not easy. Um, and, and, you know, the, these guys, it's not their main job. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's, and that's not their main job, but it's also really hard to get on it, Matt, and it, and it fails a lot of the time, and it's frustrating, right. and it, you just get this bloody yeah. hissing, Matt. That's one thing. But the yeah. more, more important thing, the more important yeah, thing, Matt, is I want to give, I wanna give uh, a, um, a, a view of what went on at Rochdale um, at the other end, you know, I, I think uh, Andy gave a view of what happened down his end, you know, which I think was just sort of like young kind of Herberts messing about. I was at the other end in the second half, and it was it was pretty horrible stuff actually. And and I've got some views on it, and I think they need to be aired because uh, there was a lot went on there, and I and I'll just run through it. I mean, there there were guys that I was. I was there with my wife. I think I saw you before the game. I was there with my wife and there were people in there and they were intent, intent on having a confrontation. They weren't watching the football. There was The stewarding was poor, really poor. Um, you know, these, these guys are just contracted workers. There was, there was incursions onto the pitch and these guys, the, these so-called Oldham supporters, I mean, they, they weren't young. They were 50, 60-year-olds and they were... They were intent on a confrontation, and all they were looking for was, uh, you know, one reason to go into onto the ground and into the into the other stand. You know, it was it was really awful to see. And the things I've got to say is, the stewarding was really poor. There was loads of alcohol in there. You know, if you you know if you can have a pint, fair enough. I mean, you go to a rugby game, you can have a pint, but there were serious amounts of alcohol being drunk. Was, the stewarding was really poor. But I'll come to the main point: the policing was pathetic. Across the pitch, across the pitch, there's a control room, yeah? The police came on. These guys knew that they could overrun the stewards. They'd been on before. They just wanted one trigger to get onto that field. And to, they were identifying people. There was a guy, he was making slit the throat signs. And this guy was in his late 50s. He wasn't watching the football. And yeah. let me come to the point now. And then you get the reporting, the thing that really annoys me. You get the reporting. There's an article in the Manchester, Manchester Evening News. Um, and they're saying, you know, Greater Manchester Police are, are you know, are, are going to, uh, you know, investigating this. We're trying to identify these people. They could have just come in and take those guys out of the stadium, arrested them. 
Why didn't they? They didn't show up till it all kicked off. And then you get these articles in the newspaper. It besmirches the club. It, you know, what about the Rothwell, you know, the Rothwell family, the people who supported this club? It just really annoys me that this isn't accurately reported and these people are allowed to do this. If you went to a, if you're on an aeroplane, you behave like that, if you're in a theatre, a cinema, you know, why, why is it allowed in a football ground? These police, mm. like, you know, there were so many police there. They knew what was going on, so why didn't they have to remove these people? And the thing is, they, they know that they can get away with it. They'll do it again. They'll do it again. And it is so, it is so annoying and, and so depressing, actually, man. And I just needed to put that side of, that side of the coin because, you know, it's all right the club saying a statement about, you know, this happened and this happened, but it's a stewarding. It should be stewarded properly and it should be policed properly. I mean, were these policemen, were they just looking for overtime payments? You know, what, what, well, what's going police, on? I, just I think, I think the, 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 the stewards in the ground um, rather than the police. So the, when the police are on the streets outside, the club don't have to pay for that. When the police are in the ground, they have to pay for it. So they keep the police outside the ground to keep the cost down and they bring stewards in who ultimately are getting paid whatever it is, ten pounds an hour or something. They're not gonna get they're not gonna get the, in the way and get their heads kicked in for you know they they're just gonna like you know so that that's the issue. Yeah. The yeah. the real people responsible are the people that are old enough to know better, the people you described who were hooligans from back in the day, from the eighties and nineties, who are now uh, you know, like you said you know, late middle-aged men um, yeah. getting themselves into into this kind of bother. It, it bother. It's sad, really, that 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 their lives are so sad that they still need to 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 seek this kind of adrenaline at their age. But that's that's on them. That's that's their choice. Like, but yeah, I mean, I would be looking to um, to remove people from the from the ground who whose behaviour is beyond banter and he's antagonistic or he's you know because we've got a comment here who was it someone said uh, we can't um how can you arrest someone before they've committed a crime well you don't have to commit a crime to be removed from a from a premises you don't have no, to be arrested but you can be removed no, from a so then no, that in itself no. becomes antagonistic and then that does a response so look i mean right. i think as a fan base we all have to challenge behavior when we see it but like it's um you know, no, my, my point. My point is, a, a lot of this stuff happened. There was a control box office opposite, and the police only came in after the event. They, yeah. you know, they, they, they weren't holding that's, people. That, out. Well, that's because they're outside the ground. That's because they're not in the ground at the time. Tom, what's your take on it? I agree with what you're saying, um, and I just want to add on to the point of, like, in black and white, it's a football match. If you're going to cause, if your intent is that of that nature, a violent nature, then why are you going to a football match to do that? Exactly. That, why exactly. does that give you grounds to... Well, because to... it's one of the very one of the few environments where you feel that you can get away with it, where it, where, yeah. where it's there, where there's an opportunity to do it in the first place, and that's why. So I think that kind of echoes what Adrian's saying, is you have to take away that, that yeah. opportunity in but the first place. I mean, we have to... I mean, as a club and as supporters, I agree with you both. I think we do have to start saying, like, this behaviour is not acceptable. That's not how we. Re that's not the modern day football. We don't need violence in football. There's no need for. It. I mean, why is our our captain and uh, and uh, two other players running over the fans to tell them to get off the pitch and calm down? Why is that happening? Mm. We should just enjoy that we've just beat our local derby. That why can't we just enjoy that? I'm all for goading away for the home for the way home or away fans. I'm all for you know giving it like, giving it that. But if the fans are determining or oh, people are not fans, because let's be fair. Most of the people who cause the trouble on that day probably don't go to a lot of Oldham games. 
not I'm not pointing fingers, but it's probably the case. No, but it, hap- it happens on the occasions where we yeah. have these huge turnouts where people are coming for yeah. that. I mean, we know I I know full well that that that's the case. So look, it's it is what it is, but it's gonna it's going to have a negative impact on on mm-hmm. the club, and it's going to have a negative impact on fans. And so, as fans who do go to all the games, or if you're a fan who goes home and away week in week out, whatever, then it's going to affect you. So you know, feel free to do something about it. Feel free to make complaints feel you know whatever it is that you feel you can do to try and challenge it because we shouldn't all have to put up with it no. the game going into that 16 minutes of injury time Rochdale could have won the game in that injury time there's lots of things that would have really gotten everybody's go if that had happened so look it is what it is so um yeah <laughs> here we've got got one here from Oldham fan arrest Mark Shelton um yeah. the, 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 he wasn't the only player last night whose performance was was criminal um but Adrian have you got any comments on did you watch last night's game or you did you listen to it did you I tried to tune in and uh yeah I mean it yeah I couldn't get it I couldn't get an angle on it Matt but I mean from from what I can gather it was pretty woeful which is which is which is you know which is not good because Saturday was uh a great day, but I, I like you know I'd love to have contributed about football, but I, I just got I just found Saturday really kind of disheartening, really to see that, you know. And I don't want that. I really don't want that. And it was, uh, you know, it's a bit upsetting. Well, most people don't. Tom, thanks for getting in touch, mate. No worries, mate. All right, talk to you again. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Uh, let's bring in uh, Adrian. Uh, sorry, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Hi, mate. Okay. Yeah, you. Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Did you go last night? Did I see you there last night? I did, didn't I? No, you didn't see me. I sent you a message because I I seen you on the stream. Oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, I was um I was congratulating the um the goal yeah, scorer. Congratulating. They're not Fleetwood filed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to talk about um the problem for me. I did some little bit of research today. Um. So let me just grab it up because I made a note so I didn't get it wrong. Um, when we play a midfield that contains Shelton and Sharon together, yeah, that's happened on nine occasions this season where they've started. From the nine games, we've won one, drawn three, and lost five. Right now, we've played a total of eighteen games. So the the other nine games where one or the, the other has started, but not yeah. the two. We've won five, won five, and drawn four. Right, and we haven't lost any. So that that midfield of them two, either if it's together, it consistently doesn't get results, and if it's broken up, it consistently does get results. It's Weren't the club looking for a data analyst recently? Because yeah, um, can yeah, you just well, get can you get in touch with the club and check? Because um, that's some that's some information. Uh, with with that kind of research, you should you should be definitely exactly for the job. So that I mean, yeah, that, that that that's that's really interesting. That Aaron, um, I mean, it's not. It, uh, we probably could have guessed that it would have been leaning in that direction, but to actually have it in the stats uh, like that really does back it up, doesn't it? As a yeah. midfield duo. And that's what really got me last night when he moved Lundstrom out onto the right and put uh, and left them two in the middle together. It was just, oh, oh God, game over. Yeah, and the thing is as well, um, I mean, I watched it last night from start to finish, and if you was a neutral watching that, you'd have said that we was a team bottom of the league. Yeah. Um, but again, just going back to what I've said, when you look at the stats surrounding when them two start together, we've got four points from nine games, 
effectively that is a bottom of the league side. Yeah. Um, so that's it's really frustrating. When as soon as you see them two come out together, I don't know if the other players feel it or what, but it just doesn't work. Um, but to one, be honest one... with you, Aaron, I don't think that I think that Shelton feels it. I think Shelton is playing. He's a player with oh, no confidence. He's playing with no, he can't. He can't be as bad a footballer as he appears. He, I think a lot of it is his, is his confidence. I think, like you said, I think it's just the feeling of everybody around. There's just this because the players know when they're in the t- a, a team that they think is going to win the game, and when you're in a team that you think is going to struggle, they know that. And I think he knows. And it's it's all sort of like no, no. This is this is Mickey Mellon's job now, isn't it? To yeah. To, to deal with that and that's one of the one of the I don't want to say positive from last night because there wasn't any in, in the performance but when you look at his interview it's a completely different interview than what we would have got from David Unsworth when you look at the end of his time he was he was it, it, I feel like he would have tried to dress last night up as something that it wasn't whereas Mickey Mellon he didn't try and dress it up at all he was like look we've let everyone down and I feel like this is where he now earns his money he's identified the problem and he, he now earns his money as a manager with finding a solution from that problem, which hopefully that, that that's something that he can do. Uh, Craig here said that Shelton wasn't in the worst five last night. Um, I mean, they, I thought they were all poor last night. I thought, I mean, even like, you know, yeah, I thought, I, thought, I mean, Hogan had been, has been pretty solid of late. Um, McGay obviously played those uh, two games and played well like Mickey Mellon said in his interview uh, that he's come back from a lot of a long layoff so it was a bit too much for him probably but his passing when he came on was 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 poor Hobson was giving the ball away constantly and, and it, it, everything was looking like hard work it was it was just a poor uh, performance all round, wasn't it? And 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 yeah. it was a team that, like you said, that looked like a team down the bottom, playing with absolutely no confidence, no belief, no coordination, no synergy, no organisation, no leadership, no character. It was all these things. It was like going back to the first game against South End. And so how then do we pinpoint what the what the real issue is then, or how does Mickey Mellon go about doing that when you know we're on our third manager of the season now, and the and the the, the problems are persistent and they remain. Yeah, and but again, if you look at the, 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 the I just can't get over that. If you if you look at them stats, we've got to split them two players up. We can't start with both them players because the, the facts don't lie. When you start with them, with one one, we've got a win rate of about twelve percent. When you start with one or the other. It's over fifty percent, and there can be no other. You can't argue with that because um, it, it's it's there. It's it's what's happened. Well, uh, last night we had miss, missing in midfield. We have Dickinson missing. We've got Ward with Dan Ward still missing. McGay was obviously not not considered a uh, for that position. So we we are still light in midfield, aren't we? Um, unfortunately, whether or not they'll bring anybody else in. Uh, I thought, like I said, I thought that taking Hope off was a, was a poor decision because he's going to cover every blade of grass for you, uh, and he's got a bit of a threat in him. So I thought that was a poor decision yesterday. I, I wasn't impressed with. I'll, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to call for Mickey Mellon's head for uh, <laughs> the no, decisions no. after one after one game. But I, I, I was a bit confused by it. I was. A, I, I thought it. I would have liked him to have been a bit braver in his second game in I, charge I think because he got nothing to well, lose. The, the thing is, as well, is. Sometimes when it, we've we've watched these players for like even yeah. the new signing since the start of the season and from last season, so we kind of as far I don't want to say we know more than him, but we know what we can and can't get expect out of certain players. And he's only been in for a week, and he so when we say, "Oh, I wouldn't have done that," he's he's looking at it from fresh eyes. He's he's only just come in. 
Um, but I do think you are you are right in what you're saying. We are missing key players, but we're we're also we're carrying a few passengers. Like I, I feel we've got certain players, and I don't want to dig players out like live really. But you know, I think you, you Ben Tollitz and and Thondop, they, they play well for you three times a season. They'll have excellent games. Other than that, the the, the average or they, they get bypassed in the game. Yeah. And, and I do think as well, I was trying to, I was having a conversation with my mate this morning over Instagram. If we'd have lost last night, but I'd have felt uh, there's not, not really a good way to lose, is it? But, you know, we was dominated last night. You, you can kind of forgive it after the run that we've been on. You can say, right, we've, we've run beaten in eight. We've gone there. We've lost, but we've given it a goal. But the way how we lost was just... It was shambolic, really. Well, if we'd matched them in terms yeah. of effort. And, and they, look, Fylde played really well last night. They played some really good football, but we also made it really, really easy for them. And that and that's the problem. Adrian, what do you think Mickey Mellon, what does he do over the next... I mean, he's been in the game for in charge for two games. Like, How does he approach it as a, as a leader, do you think, in, in this situation? Well, I think what Aaron said is is uh, very true that you know that he's he's fresh eyes and uh, you know and he, and he doesn't really know these players he hasn't seen these players. Um, he seems to be. Uh, I mean, I, I, I have a, a mate of mine. He, I'm down in Shropshire. He, he managed Shrewsbury for a while and, it, and he's got every confidence in him. I think you just got to give him some time. But I mean, it's blatantly obvious about the you know about the, the right back situation and and, the, and you know and. The, Positive in, in the midfield, really. So, uh, um, what does he do? Um, he, I suppose he's got to know the players. He seems quite a motivational kind of guy. So, uh, we, we, we can only hope, really. I mean, it's just disappointing. I, I mean, I didn't engage in the game last night, but it, it just sounds—it just sounds dreadful, and it's um, big, big step backwards, isn't it? It's always like one step forward, two steps back. You just wonder why we do it sometimes, don't yeah. you? Yeah. So, it's, it's, my, it's my fault. It's my fault for saying that it was a banker on the pod on the, on Saturday. Uh, I mean, I'll, well, I'll be honest, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't really so. mean because there's no such thing with Latics, but yeah. I, th- I think that yeah. as far yeah, as... Andy, can... Sorry, go on. Yeah, I think Andy called it out on, 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 uh, on, on the... Um, on the, on Monday when he said, you know, it's old and you know we're playing the bottom team, you know we're going to get thumped. These things happen. We're just going to stick with it. But um, you know, all all in all, uh, all in all, I mean, it's not good project trajectory and trajectory. I think we just got to keep going, and uh, I'm sure it'll come right. I'm sure it'll come right. Um, yeah, yeah um, you know, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. All right. Thanks for your call, Adrian. Cheers, mate. Take care, mate. <coughs> Excuse me. So, Aaron, in, in his um, earlier um, interviews before before the, before he you know managed the team on the pitch, Mellon was saying about what he expects from from his players and how he will tell them <laughs> what they need to be told um, about being good enough. So, I I presume that he's having some pretty awkward conversations pretty early on with his players after that performance last night. Yeah, you'd imagine so, and I think as well. Um, in in some some respects, because that's come in quite that performance has come quite early in his in his tenure as our manager, it could work out to be a blessing really in terms of he's he's had to go in there and he's had to tell a few home truths early on. Is if if we'd have gone another five or six games, yeah, we'd have loved us to go another five or six games unbeaten. But your, your true test of character comes in in more difficult times, doesn't it? So yeah, we've absolutely. gone there away last night. We've got thumped three 0  
over a thousand fans there, away fans. He looked a little bit embarrassed by that performance in the interview. So hopefully he's kind of gives them a kick up the ass, and and they're gonna put in a result on Saturday, a good performance, and get a decent result. Yeah, it looked like a bunch of players. I mean, he, he's talked about the the size of the club, and and we are a massive club in this division. I mean getting taunted by that small pocket of filed fans behind the goal last night was grim. It was like it, last a couple of seasons ago at Forest Green when they were doing it to us. You're thinking, and you're getting Jesus taunted Christ. by a village team here. And, you know, but it is, it, we are where we are. And if the shoe was on the other foot, we'd be doing exactly the same. And so you've just got to take it on the chin. They did have a rather, uh, I won't repeat the word that they used, but they had a rather amusing ch- chat about <laughs> James Norwood last night, which got a few giggles out of uh, out of the own fans. But it was um, it was embarrassing. It really was like, you know, I mean, they've got, the thing is like someone's put a load of money into file. They've got that. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. It's a great little ground for this level. Um, It's just that they haven't got any fans to fill it, unfortunately, for them. Um, And tonight, uh, last night, you know, we turned up in our numbers. You never get the same atmosphere on a Tuesday night as you do on a Saturday, but it was like everything about it was there for our our players you know good pitch good stadium big turnout from our fans they should have just been we're all over this this is you know uh, their bottom of the league because yeah exactly put them in in their place the facilities are good it's not like they're going to some you know even like Altrincham which is you know proper non-league they went to a decent facility so you know top level players do not treat games against the bottom of the table any differently than they treat games against teams that are competing with them at the top of the table because they know that if they do they'll get turned they'll over and they'll draw points they'll come unstuck and our lot last night based on that performance went there thinking that they were going to roll this lot over and from the first minute filed were all over us well my, my, my mate um if, through, through like the work that i do we get to know people like here there and everywhere and he, he lives in Poulton and um, he, he kind of follows Fylde a little bit and he was texting me throughout the day and uh, he was he said I'm going 4-1 um, Fylde and I just laughed at him I said I'll tell you what I'll give you 500 to 1 on that and then after like <laughs> after 12 minutes <laughs> he texted me and said is that still on I said no nah, mate I said it's that bet's off now I said well, you're gonna do us here but like you, you are right I think it was it was game over at that point when it when it reached 2-0 I had Based on how the first 15 minutes had gone, it was going to take a monumental change for us to get anything out of that game. And then Hogan got sent off, which I've seen a few people on Twitter saying it wasn't sending off. I was watching on the stream and it does look a bit of a six and one and there of a challenge, but he is holding him as well. Yeah. And I think Mellon said it in his interview, he's tried to disguise the hold and it is a yellow card. And it's, it's, I mean, their, their lad does swing an elbow, but if, if, if the referee and linesman don't see it, then... Yeah, unfortunately, it was asking for trouble, like getting involved yeah. in it. Um, and and I mean, again, that means he's not he's not going to be. It's a one game banning it two yellows, so yeah, he's not going to be available on Saturday. Which um, hopefully Raglan can come come in. Um, yeah, oh, well, we're going to see a different centre half partnership anyway, aren't we? Um, so so we'll see how that goes. But like I say, mate, I think it, it, it could. Although it was shit last night and. I'd have been a lot more pissed off if I'd have made the trip over and I believed there was trouble getting home on the motorways. It could turn out to be a, a, potentially a blessing in disguise. Well, I mean, the thing is, it, it's the truth, and it? it is where it is. That if that team's got those that kind of performance in them, then 
you know, it really needs to be addressed and dealt with. And and you're always going to be shown up at some point. I mean, yeah. the game against Ultra Gamon's got a few days with them on the training ground, and you know, he can he can he can have a look at the teams that 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 he's played so far and see what changes he thinks he can make in terms of what he's got available. And we just have to go again. We have to put it behind us and we just have to say, right, it's important that we actually beat Altrincham at home for the first time because <laughs> we didn't manage that last season either, did we? So, um, yeah, I mean, look, it's 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 it, it takes a long time to turn something like this around. It, it doesn't happen overnight. We, we're seeing that now. We're seeing that, you know, we have to be patient. Um, but... We like we we always said we can put up with losing if you lose the right way if as long as you've matched them and they and and you know like against Kidderminster we 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 scrapped and battled for that win and and if it had a bit of draw you'd have said all right but Kidderminster played well and but at least we had a goal but last night there was just absolutely nothing we had no chances at all no shots no, we didn't have like scoring was, at any point oh, we, we was really bad but I think I another plus thing about it well I say about it not about the game in general because it was shite and the performance was shite but a plus thing I suppose about this kind of league is after that dreadful start that we had yeah we had like a decent run in between fair enough but we're still within touching distance of the playoffs we're, we're, oh, not, yeah. we're not miles away and it just for me it just summarises how shite the league is if we can get on another little run, if if we, if we go eight games unbeaten now, from the position we're in now, we'll be back banging the playoffs. Yeah. So I, I think we will make the playoffs if we split that midfield up. Yeah, I think we will. As well. keep um, yeah, make sure you just just go and leave that on a on a in a brown envelope on, underneath <laughs> Mickey Mellon's uh, windscreen wiper on his car, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we'll take it from there. Right, listen, thanks a lot for your call, mate. Really appreciate welcome, it. Mate. Top call, top stats. Uh, we'll see you. We'll see you soon. Cheers, man. Awesome. Right, yeah, that was excellent. Uh, yeah, so please do do that with the uh, with the envelope because he does need to know that. Although I'm sure he's got his own inclination now after last night. Let's bring the hipster in. Hello, Ibi. Hi, I'm Mark. You're right. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm all right. I'm enjoying my holiday, but not the results from last night. It was appalling. I know. It really was. It was terrible. But it was, I mean, at least you didn't have to actually endure the performance because as bad as the result was, the uh, performance was even worse, let me assure you. Yeah, I thought the Rochdale game was very interesting because I didn't manage to watch it at home. And uh, it was full of dramas and I thought that that was a big win and hopefully we will put that into our next game but it cost us and the team selection was bizarre and I don't understand why Mr. Reed has been left out of the squad and also he needs these signings in because if he doesn't get these signings in what will happen is he probably will end up losing his job and I'm not calling for his head at the moment because it's well too early yeah. No, he's going to have to bring players in. There's no doubt about that. I mean, whoever was going to be the manager was going to have to bring players in. We've 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 been over this. I think we all know as a fan base where our weaknesses are in the squad. Um, but what good managers do is they get better performances out of players that are struggling, and that's what we need from Mickey Mellon now. We, he's got a bunch of players there that can perform on 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 a given day. Um, the only change he made last night to the to the team was bringing um, Shelton in from a gay, but it, it obviously made a huge difference. 
Um, like I said already, I, I wasn't sure that, that, that tactically he, he really did anything that affected the game. He didn't do anything that affected the game. Tactically, it, we just continued to get walked all over uh, for, for the full 90 minutes. So it was very disappointing. But like, we, I hope now that, that fans will give him some time and some patience because clearly the issues that are at the club within the squad are a legacy of this transition period that we're in. Like, it's it, you, you don't go from where we were last season to having a Notts County or a Wrexham or a Chesterfield quality side the season after. It just doesn't work that way. So we're in that transition. If we make it into the playoffs, which I still think we will because of the the, the other quality in the division, then it'll have been a good season and who knows, we might make the playoffs. Uh, we might we might make you know a promotion and uh, contention out of it. But then if you go up into League Two, you, again, you're, you're miles off the pace in League Two. So it's... It's going to take a bit of time, and it's it, we're as Oldham fans, we know that you don't just get the easy route. We're going to have to work at it. Yeah, I fully agree with you. But uh, last night and today, there's been few tweets saying Melon out this and that. I thought to myself, it's well early. You need to support the players and the manager at the moment. And if results don't improve, then the board will will have to make a yet another decision. But let's hope it doesn't even come to that point. Oh, I, I think that, I mean, there's probably quite a few of those tweets tongue-in-cheek. I think they're probably just having a laugh. Uh, uh, the, I mean, if you if you seriously think that after after two games, then you know, I mean, how would you ever get anywhere in life without having any patience? Yeah. You know, I believe so. we will make the playoffs, but. We can't afford to start losing games and because when Steve Thompson was here, we were on a good run. Mellon's come in, he's taken one win. Second game was appalling, but we might have to forgive him for that if he changes things around in the right way. And um, he's experienced enough. He knows how to get out of this league. And we have to give him an opportunity. We can't yell at him or the players or start abusing players because... The players are one of our own. I think I don't think uh, it's good, especially at the game, to start shouting abuse at individual players. The team got booed off at half time yesterday, and they can have no complaints because they were absolutely shocking. And I think as a collective, they, you know, like I said, they, they can have no complaints. You're right, Mickey Mellon's been in this position before; he has the experience, so he'll have seen all this before. He'll have he'll have he'll have taken control of teams that that needed work. Um, so I think there is that we can, we can have some confidence that he will be able to do it. But what we have to expect, what we have to accept, is that it will take some time. Now, I'm my hope, my hoped trajectory is that this season we will make the playoffs. We'll have a playoff campaign and we'll have an experience, and and the experience will either be a positive one or it'll be a negative one. But whatever it is, it will be an experience that we can build on for next season. And then I think next season. With the investment that is is likely to continue in the cl- into the into the team, I think we'll mount a, a serious challenge for promotion next season. I.e., um, which means we'll be going for automatic promotion. We'll be, we'll be in contention for automatic promotion. Definitely, so, we just just a few that will <clears throat> run away with this league now because they've done well. They keep winning every every week in and out. They know how to do it. So. If well, they've we had experience, season, if they, haven't they? 
They've had the experience, yeah. haven't they? They've had the disappointment of not of, of not going up in the play in the playoffs, and 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 that kind of stuff is what builds the character and what builds a team, builds desire. Disappointment fuels the need to succeed, and and so we've just got to go through that the same way that they have. Notts County experienced it, Wrexham experienced it, Chesterfield experienced it, and then it and it drives the squad and the players and the club and everybody on to to do better. So all we can hope for this season is that that we we make that push for the playoffs and that our players have that experience uh, of being close but not close enough that drives them on to want to succeed. Plus, like we've already said, a good few numbers uh, in terms of signings. Yeah, definitely. How's David? I've just seen that he's in Turkey. I hope he's, in- he's enjoying himself. Oh. Yeah, he's having the time of his life. I mean, we, we both needed a break, Ibi, you know what I mean? So I said to him, yeah. look, take the, take the buy me a coffee money, go off go off to take with your family, just get a bit of sun and get out of my face. Yeah, I'm enjoying the World Cup cricket over here, enjoying every minute of it. That's amazing. What a great experience. Have you been to, yeah. been to some of the games, have you? Yeah, I've been to a few games. I'm in Pune at the moment. Right, fantastic. Right, well, yeah, very- weather, yeah, just enjoying it. The weather's okay, and uh, atmosphere's good. It's one of in a lifetime having a World Cup in countries like this because I don't think it will ever happen again. Well, it's an amazing experience. I'm very jealous. I have been to India, and it's a fantastic country. So, yeah, thanks a lot, Matt, for having me on, and look after yourself. You too. Safe travels, Ibi. Bye bye. Take care, mate. Wow. Watching the World Cup in—I mean, I, I don't not been to cricket, but I'd certainly enjoy uh, that experience, no doubt. I think I think that there's a guy here called Graham who uh, we know, but who looks quite different. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Graham. Hi. It's You're it's right. you, Graham. Yeah, I decided to go naked. Hmm. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, good. Thanks. Yeah. Did you just have enough of the beard? Was it enough? Or did it did it fall off or what? No, I woke up the other morning and I thought, you know what, I can't be bothered with seven years of growing it and I just thought, right. no. And I got Can- one of the caves, quite nice. Never yeah. had before. Yeah. With a towel on that big Well, it's nice, it's nice to see your face when yeah. you had the beard, yeah. <laughs> so what what a, what a week at Latix, eh? <clears throat> I have one criticism. Go on. Right. Even up here, I heard about the riots on the pitch. It even made our news. Did it? Yeah. Um, it was a police statement. It was through um, BBC Scotland. Yeah, the one about um, they're they're tracking down and they're working with the clubs to find the people responsible. But my view is like, <sighs> if the police are outside, they should have been on every turnstile waiting for them to come out. It's very disappointing that. That's the thing about about the football club. Uh, like even when I was in Ireland, you know, I was in Ireland when we beat Liverpool uh, and we played Everton in that FA Cup. And the news travels, and good news travels, and it can be a real uh, f- the club can be a real flagship for the town. But at the same time, the flip side of that is you can have the the negative news travel as well, like this has, and it's you know it's reached Scotland and wherever else, and it, and it, it brings everybody into a bad light, doesn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah, because my boss was pointing to me. But the one thing I've got to say tonight was, see when it comes to transfers in, I think we need to be patient. I don't think we should go out and buy stuff in right now, people in right now, because if they're free, they're obviously not good enough because they would have had a club. 
I think I think we I think we have to be I do agree that we have to be cautious with who we bring in. Um because like last season we brought in players that Yeah. That were that, that were better than the players we had. There's no doubt about that, but aren't up to the or they're certainly not proving that they're up to the up to the, the, the you know pr- being a promotion challenging squad of players. So I think we do need to be careful not to make rash decisions and bring in uh, players that are, are below the quality that we need to mount a serious challenge next season. But I think also the flip side of that is there is pressure from the fans for bringing players in to improve it. So it's that's got to be managed by by the club. Yeah, I would. I would have rather wait till after the transfer window because one thing is, I mean, I'm not against us bringing in players, but like, and I'm not saying this out bad, but you're we're going to bring in another um, nothing against um, nothing against Gardner, but he came in and he was injury prone, and we had yeah. to wait. Let me see how good he was, and Dan Ward, he's been out for a while as well. I'm it's such kidding. a shame with Dan Gardner because to have him in that team, I mean, that good run we went on involved him in the side, didn't it, in the midfield. And you know what? I I keep forgetting about him. He's, when we're talking about midfield, I, I was listing the midfield players before and I, I forget that he's there because he's so inconsistent in terms of being yeah. able to play. And it's, it's such a shame, but it is what it is. I would rather like wait and try and get somebody better than somebody. I'm not saying that they're bad the players that are free right now. But the chances are, if we get players in, they're not going to be up to standard. Because if they weren't, if they were good enough, they'd be in a team already. The the other the option we do have though in this league is you know because I've seen in the comments people mentioning uh, people like uh, Nick Horton at, at Fylde. Uh, there, there is the there is the potential to go out and offer cash to uh, players that are in this division that to to bring them to Oldham. Um, that that the players that are that are fit, that are playing every week, that are performing, that that would be that would be an option, and that that really is where you've got to try to take advantage of being the biggest club in the division and, and flexing it a little bit, really, and saying, look, come on, come to us, we'll we'll get into the playoffs, and and, and you know we, we, you'll be playing for a bigger club in League Two next season or the or the season after. So I'd like to see us be ambitious in that respect, but I think you're right. Players that have not got clubs at the minute it tend to be players that are coming back from injury or uh, you know maybe have got not got the best discipline and things like that. And that's not always a a, a good a good starting point, is it? I would love to have a pun on Norton if I. The midfielder. So what was that? Sorry. Norton, the midfielder. Oh yeah. He'll- yeah. He looked really good, but then he's a no disrespect to file. Is it how do you how do you say it down there? We say file, how do you say it? Filed. Yeah, we say filed. I do you say it as well? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Right, because some we say bury, you say bury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bury. That's that's just a, that's just an accent thing though, that yeah. But um I like to look at him in the midfield. Um Norton, he looked really good. I mean, if we could get somebody like him up there, but then he might not be our standard, no disrespect to filed. But the bottom of the team, they've come up from... Is it north or south? Did they come up from north? Yeah, from north, yeah. National League North. So, I mean, he might be good enough, but then, like I say, um, I, I would love to see a revitalised Dan Gardner back, do you mean? Oh, yeah, it's just not going to happen, is it, unfortunately? No, it's just, I, he's not got the legs anymore. They they keep breaking. <laughs> not literally, thankfully. But. And my personal view is, I think Will Sutton could be the right back we, we need for one reason, see if we can get a defensive coach to come in and work with him every day that he's training. 
I don't know. I, 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 like last night when we went two down, for me, we should have gone three, five, two. We should have brought another striker on to play with James Norwood. We should have played the three center halves and, and Devon Green would have just had to run his socks off as a right wing back. But that would have been the best solution, I think. Uh, but yeah, we, I think we, I think we need a, we need a right back who can, who can get up and overlap and get balls in, whether that's as a wing back. I mean, that's the old, old right backs used to play like that all the time. That was an old fashioned right back. I always used to get up and support the winger and, 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 but you know, it, it's look, Mickey Mallon's got to figure out a way of playing that, that suits the players we've got and then bring in players into that. So what about Shield? Play right back. Did he not play right back for a that's right, yeah. I keep forgetting that. He did. He played against um who was it last was it Bromley last season towards the end of the season and he did quite well actually. So I, I don't know. It's building the same team. They say it doesn't work. What's the stop? One in midfield, one in defence? <laughs> well, it certainly can't be any worse than having them both in midfield. That is a hundred percent true. So oh, and also we've got Freeman hurt. as well, but my brain hurts when I see that. Well, see what? The two of them in the same team together when I see the team. <laughs> I know. Man. You're not the only one, mate. You're not the only one. My man right. was one top of you and I'm like, um, and I show him the TV. He goes, oh, it's a team, strong team. And I say, they two, they say they kind of play together. the same kind of player. I know. Well, I don't even, I don't know. I mean, Sh- Sharon puts himself about a lot more than Sh- than Shelton does. Uh, but Bamber- Shelton looks like, Shelton's the best thing, that, the, good, the one thing that Shelton's good at is laying off a throwing back to the thrower. That's his, that's his best skill. Uh, which is and that's just not enough, unfortunately. So listen, Graham, we're going to move on. We've got uh, someone called Reese who's here. It's just going to be the last caller before before we knock it on the head. So no uh, thanks for getting in touch, mate, and uh, we'll see you soon. Three points on Saturday. Come on, it's not in doubt, is it? Two now. <laughs> I hope so. See you later, mate. Hello, Reese. Hello, Reese. Hello. You all right? Yeah, you. Yeah, I just saw you on camera there, so I know you're a real person. Uh, you, you don't have to. Uh, Get your camera on now. Um, how, what, how are you feeling this evening about Latics? I mean, look, we, we played well against Rochdale, and I think I, I don't, I don't know what happened against Files. I, I couldn't be there at the game, but you know, seeing seeing the scores flash up on my phone, it was, it was like, what's going on? And I think there's some inconsistent players that I don't think deserve to play in in the starting eleven. And I think that, you know, they're just not good enough for, for where we want to be. Do you think that's in terms of their talent and ability or do you think it's in terms of their attitude? I think more ability-wise because I, f- I think some inconsistency in ability is is, is more... Because I, I don't think it's the, the mentality because I think they've all got the right mentality, but... Some players are just really inconsistent. Where does inconsistency come from, though? Does it come from? I mean, you know, we've we've all played. We haven't all played football, but those of us who have played football can 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 remember games where you you go out there feeling great and you think that you're going to have a great game and you just have a terrible game, and then you can feel you, know, you go out sometimes maybe not feeling your best, and then you have a you have a really good game. So it's a really difficult one to pin down, isn't it? In terms of like what makes a footballer consistent. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, but, you know, there's, there's players where they'll have four four games of, of playing well and, and, you know, the next game, they just, they're not switched on, I don't think, and it starts to create 
chances that for the other team where they shouldn't in in, in other games where we've we've shut them down really well and you know going off Sutton in recent games I think Sutton's played well for the past couple of games but then he'll go and have an inconsistent run where he's not the best of players in in that position and I think Shelton's another player where he's the same you know we made that that Harrow mistake against Fylde last night and I think you know so it, sometimes the players will have they'll have great games and then they'll go and have runs of three games four games where they're just not playing well I think as well you have to remember it's a team game it's it's confidence in each other uh, each other's ability um you know, and knowing that, like, if somebody in your team makes a mistake, that it's not going to knock them, that they're going to, that they're going to, you know, stay focused, that they're going to get back on it. That you've got to have confidence in each other. And I, I, I don't think that as a squad and as a team yet we've fully got that confidence in each other. And I think that a lot of that this season, you maybe boils down to the inconsistencies in, you know, in the back room, in the, in, 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 and it, you know, issues with the manager and whatever was going on with Unsworth and all that kind of stuff. We, so we, we're in, a, in some ways, we're back to square one, which is that we desperately need consistency at the club. We need stability at the club. Um, you know, if you're talking about consistency, um, and, and, and inconsistency and its effects. Well, one of the major ones that we're that we're seeing is this this lack of stability and consistency behind the scenes at the club. So that's why more than ever we we need this appointment with, of Mickey Mellon to work, and we need it to work over the next few years. And we need to see that there's progress uh, bit by bit, rather than all at once, which is obviously what some of us want, but we're not going to get. <laughs> so we have to we have to expect. Uh, to see that that Mickey Mellon gets more out of these players before the end of the season, and that next season that we start the season significantly better than we started this season, which obviously is is something that has really got a lot of us down because we we started this season worse <laughs> than we ended last season, and and it's taken the wind out of our sails, hasn't it, Reese? Definitely, I think Unsworth when we had him, I think set him, it settles back a year. I think you know even going off what. What's happened? He's come out and said that he didn't study the the tactics and and, and the way the other teams played, and I think that's definitely set us back a, a good while. And I think the the appointment of Mickey Mellon is great. I think talking about stability, you know, like other people have said, he's got knowledge about this league and he can get us out of this league. And I think it's definitely the right appointment. And I don't believe that this season. I think we'll finish in playoffs, but I don't think we'll go up. I think next season is definitely the season where we go for it. But this season, I think, like you say, it's talking about stability, trying to get the the team trusting each other. And, and I think Mellon is the right right person to do that. We've, we, I think when we were having the conversations and the debates about who was going to take over, should we go with Thompson and Redfern, one of the main concerns about bringing another manager in like we have was the fact that it's going to turn things around and on its head again and the 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 the, the manager now is going to have a different set of expectations different ways of doing things than Thompson and Redfern had and that it might set us back a little bit in the immediate short term while the players get used to that and we're going to have to we might just have to accept that that the results you know, go bad again for a, for a week or two uh, after 
the good run that we've been on. But we have to hopefully see the benefits of of this change and bringing Melon in after that as we start to pick up again. It's I feel like it's it's going to be a topsy turvy season still. Um, but there, there seems to be a, a, quite a bit of confidence that we will still finish in the playoffs. Where does that confidence in you come from, Reese? I think the amount the the quality of some players we've got like Norwood's fantastic. I think we've got we've got Lundstrom, who's a very good player. Hogan, Hobson's brilliant. Uh, you know, we've got great we've got great talent in the squad and great ability, but I, I think that could push us on. And like you said about the the new manager, I think it's it's a process because like you said, signing a new manager is is it's all about learning how they want to play and and the team understanding that and slowly building their way towards how the manager wants to play. And I think definitely there'll be there'll be games where it won't go right in in the short term. But we've got to look at the long term. And I think we did the same with Unsworth, giving him a three year contract in the hopes that you know building the team that he wanted and would work out. But sadly, it didn't. Other than that, I think Mellon with his process hopefully should go in the right way. Football managers and players are always telling you that they they only look as far ahead as the next game. So the next game on Saturday at home to Altrincham, what would you, what would you do to, to try and, to try and get the win in terms of the formation and the personnel that was different to the game on Tuesday? I think, I don't think there's much wrong. I'd I'd change a couple of players. I don't think, Sutton, as, as as much as I like Sutton because he's come through the youth, he's not good enough for me. But then again, we've got no cover because I don't know where Freeman's gone. You could Hogan's out again, so you'd you'd have to play Hobson and Raglan. So there's a lot of change. I think that has to happen. Shelton doesn't get in. I think my guy, if he's fit, plays. Uh, if Dan Gardner's fit, he gets a shout. Uh, what about up front with Norwood, or do do you go with? I mean, that lone striker does does does. What do you do up there? <laughs> I think we've I think we've got it right with Norwood up front, but the delivery and, and the service that Norwood requires is 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 difficult for some players that we've got in the squad to to give to him. So I think going with one striker is probably a good shout. But the players have to step up and and deliver what Norwood needs to to provide the goals. Well, definitely right. Let's finish with a prediction. What do you reckon the score will be? I think three two Oldham. Well, it sounds like an entertaining game. I'll take it. Thanks for your call, Reese. Appreciate no it, mate. Good call, mate. Yeah. Thanks very much. Thanks, man. Right. Okay, that's it. So next week, Sexy Dave will be back from his jollies. Um, just if you want to buy a ticket for our Christmas due, which is on the 22nd of December, you can do the 20 quid, and that includes pie supper and lots and lots and lots of entertainment, uh, which is yet to be planned. But you can go to afcpodcast.co.uk forward slash shop if you want to buy one of those tickets. Please get them early because I'm sure they'll sell out like they did last time. And, uh, yeah, we will uh, be back on Monday morning for the pod at uh, 6 o'clock to tell, talk about the outcome of the Ultragon game, whatever that may be. 
Thanks to all the callers. Uh, thanks for everybody who's watched. And uh, we'll see you on Monday. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Boundary Park Alert System, a QPod production hosted and produced weekly by Matt Dean, Andy Halliwell and Dave Bradley. QPod is Oldham's only dedicated podcast production company and if you'd like to learn more about how podcasting can help take your brand to the next level, visit kupod.co.uk. A huge thank you goes to all those people who subscribe to the podcast on Spotify. We really appreciate you all. Please visit oafcpodcast.co.uk and click be a supporter or find the link in the show notes if you'd like to help help us fund the show it's only 2 99 per month to subscribe but if you'd rather make a one-off donation please visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash oafc podcast or click the link on our website don't miss the latix football phone in every wednesday live from 8 30 p.m please visit youtube.com forward slash at oafc podcast and do hit subscribe while you are there you can also follow and interact with us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok at oafc podcast Big thanks go to Eileen Finnegan for writing our excellent weekly blog, which we encourage you to read on our website every Saturday morning, and also to Paul Prendergast for providing us with all the Latix Mind questions. The title music for the show is by Manchester DJ and producer Starion, and for more information, visit bandcamp.com forward slash red laser records. If you'd like to be a guest or contribute to the show, we would love to hear from you. Until then, see you next time.